Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Bank, the show where we chronologically review every single achievement of the US's greatest president, Warren G. Harding. I fucking hate you. How are you doing this week, Jamie? I hate you so much. <laughs> so, again, we have new listeners and and we keep getting new listeners every single week. And every week you <laughs> insist on starting with A. An extremely aggressive opening every single time. It's screaming our audience members. And B, very regularly, just immediately a callback to a previous episode. You you go from Jamie, zero to alienating to, to download all those past episodes to understand the joke. That's how it works. That's how you make the money. I learned a lot from Scientology and Christianity, and it's a good time. Maybe some way more edgy than I have. Okay. If you want to understand that Warren G. Harding <laughs> joke... <laughs> No, we can't start again. We've already started again once, which I'm going to ref- I'm going to explain in a minute. But if you want to get that Warren G. Harding joke, you better go listen. I can't tell you which episode to listen to, so you are going to have to it's listen. Halloween episode. It's the Halloween episode, but we don't know which from one that Earth is. To the moon. Are you sure? It's from something to the moon. I don't think it's that episode. It's our Halloween episode. This podcast is a mess. So what's it's happened again now? It's happening again. So, so what's happened? Bye. <laughs> so, what's just happened is a plumber has left the flat, and this is our second attempt to record this because the first time he attempted to record it, he walked down right in the middle, and we got very uncomfortable. And uh, and really didn't know whether to, to start again or not. Now, if you want to hear us get very uncomfortable and try to improvise around a plumber inter- intervening the podcast, uh, stick around at the end. I might stick it after the post credits as a nice little stinger. But goodness gracious, Al, let's ground ourselves. We are not the podcast that talks about Warren G. Harding. Of course, we are. Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Lockson and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. For God's sake, save us, Al. Hello and welcome no, to Hanks no. Bank, the show where we chronologically review all of Bill Clinton's affairs. Oh my God, I mean, also true. There is a running theme of constantly bringing up Bill Clinton and he may come up later. Anyway... Goodness gracious, Al, how are you? How's your week been? Um, you know, it's been interesting. I went to go see a play last night. It was very good. It was called Crisis World Crisis. It's uh, happening in London. I would recommend it. But the basic concept of it is, uh, I was stopping the winter of discontent. And not me single-handedly, there were lots of other people in the room. It was an interactive play. But again, it involves me calling up Labour Union leaders and being like, guys, I know one person stupidly said at the beginning that like another union got 28% rises, but you, the retail union, and importantly, I don't know why I and the government was uh, was negotiating on the uh, pay increase for the retail union. That's slightly out of my hands. Uh, but you get 6% or you get fucking nothing. You get nothing. And the guy told me to fuck off. Which, to be fair, 
tracks when someone else got 28%. You know what? I realized then that I had the power of God in my hands, and uh, that's why I think we should restart this episode with Hello! <laughs> and welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where we chronologically review all of JFK's potential murderers. That's right, we go through the entire chronology of the Kennedy assassination to try and figure out which Kennedy was our favorite. Jamie, what's your favorite Kennedy? The center. Is in the Kennedy Center. <laughs> God, I got a joke in there somehow. Jesus Christ, Al. So earlier today, you were um, very happy with me and, and sending joyfully messages saying, hey, look, we've had really good downloads this yeah, month. Yeah, we yeah. might even be close to getting yeah. our highest downloads ever. Oh, you are destroying all chances of that. Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review all of Tom Hanks's farts. That's right. <laughs> we go back from the beginning, from day one. And on a scale of one to the Hanks Bank, we decide how good that fart was. Jamie, what uh, makes a good fart in your opinion? Wet, long and loud. It's also my opinion on sex. How was your week, Jamie? <laughs> Oh, fine, nothing. I'm, 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 my life's just poodling along. Yep. I continue to tutor children. I've One of my kids... Oh, oh, <laughs> <Dad laughs> listens to the show? Really no, sorry. no, no. no Once again, a, if you have children, please, uh, Jamie, tutor them. He does yes, it Yes, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No, in fact, that's all I was going to say. Is one of the kids, when I joined him, he was, he's getting ready for entrance exams to school. He had a mock exam when I, before I joined him, and he did okay. And he's just had another mock exam, and he got like 97%. And it was like, hey, I'm actually... You know when you're like, oh, you feel like you're an imposter your entire life. Sure. And then you get genuine numerical evidence that you might not be. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It was fantastic. I'm off for a deep tissue massage tomorrow, as you know. Treat um, yourself. I, well, as, as, as it's been brought up on this podcast and I discovered on this podcast, uh, I have lumbago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a deep tissue massage tomorrow. I've, I've never had one ever and I'm also going to have one tomorrow. I'm, I'm a bit loopy, to be honest, from the beginning of this podcast and from true. fear yes. of an upcoming... Um, extreme amount of pain I'm going to be in Um, so next episode get excited for my review of of getting pounded by a man called Sergey. hello and welcome to Hank the show where we chronologically review all of Jamie's massages (laughs) and his lumbago in two separate scales on the one hand from one to five we have the quality of the massage on the other hand we have the quality of his pain from his lumbago and together we decide whether or not that experience deserves to be put in the banks, Hank. Uh, I have a question for you, Al. Yeah. Is this the worst podcast we've ever done? Or is it, no, is it the, the worst podcast that anyone has ever done? Uh, okay, okay. You want, you want to we'll go serious? We'll go serious. All right, okay, okay, okay. Hello and welcome to Hank's Back, the show where we chronologically review all of Tom Hank's films from his IMDb in chronological order. That's right, we go through his entire film catalogue. But wait, there's more than that. There's aliens. Ah, we've escaped from the seriousness. Bring it back. <laughs> the aliens are dead. I shot them. That's right. It's a hard, cold reviewing of stuff in a dry, lack of opinion way that you appreciate. Jamie, I know that you hate reviews with opinions, and instead we give people the facts. What are we reviewing today, Jamie? I feel like I'm having a fever dream. <laughs> we're reviewing toy story 2 today al yeah um you know what this podcast is enough off the wall that i genuinely cannot go through the entire aliens thing again yeah 
if you're a new listener, carry on listening. There's some aliens. It's why we're reviewing uh, Tom Hanks movies. We're trying to prove our worth to join the United States of space. Yeah. So we're deciding which films of Tom Hanks is to show them because Tom Hanks is our greatest human. That's really all you need to know. There's a bunch of other shit to do with like Flex It and Flomatron 8 and a small boy bitch boy. And, like, but frankly, you you're already confused. So I'm going to try and bring us back down to earth. I've, I've with... forgotten what we do. Genuinely, I know it seemed like I've been trying to desperately to make a bit, but instead I've just forgotten what we do here on this show. But thank you for telling we, me in which concise way. We review Tom Hanks movies. Sure. And today we're reviewing Toy Story. Of course, always we'll do a little bit of historical context and a little bit of uh, film context. Tell you a little bit of what was going on at the time sure. when this film was re- uh, released and tell you a little bit about some behind-the-scenes fun facts. But Jamie, I, I just watched Toy Story, nay, an hour ago, and... Uh, Tom Hanks is in that film. Oh, you sweet summer child. There's this thing called animation. Yes. And it creates a character, uh-huh. one that might not look human, uh-huh. but still must be voiced by a human. Jamie, I saw the credits of this. He was an actor. He was he was acting. They got a toy and they, like, they did, did it like that. Yeah, it's Woody, played by Woody. Yeah. I mean, they showed us the TV show in the past. Jamie, what are you talking about? Of course, we know that animation doesn't exist, so I want to know where Tom Hanks is here. We were so close (laughs) to getting it back on track. So close. Tell us what happened in the past, Jamie. I'm going to try. Let's let's recap like it's 1999, because that's when this film was released. The recap is going to be a lot less fun than the partying like it's 1999, but I'll try and make it fun. I don't know. I mean, I normally, as we know on this episode, I... Cracking open a call, one of the boys. No, but you weren't cracking it open. You were just fiddling with the tab on a beer can, hoping it would create some ASMR. Are you okay, Al? No, I'm okay. really, really tired. Okay, so... We haven't been to sleep in a while. I'm going to talk about 1999. I was trying to make a joke about how the recap was going to be Fun. less, more boring than oh. the partying from 1999. I also, obviously on this running, there's a running theme on this podcast okay. that I can't read, but I definitely can't read now because my brain no work right now, Al. But I'll try and read my notes. Bill Clinton was found not guilty of having his dick sucked. I think that was the... Right. That's basically the story, right? Sure. Uh, And of course, as the podcast reviews all of Tom Hanks' affairs... uh, uh, Bill Clinton's affairs. Tom Hanks has had no affairs. Do not you dare slander our Tom Hanks like that. He is our world's greatest human. He has had zero affairs. There is a New York Times article which came out today which is talking about Tom Hanks and the upcoming movie, which we will review, of course. Uh... Will You Be My Neighbour? Yeah. In which he plays Mr. Uh, Rogers. Look forward to that episode sure. in uh, 50 weeks' time. Of course. Um, but what I find very interesting is the entire concept of the article is his people keep on being like, okay, we get it. Tom Hanks is nice, but like, we don't want just another he's nice article. And the guy writing the thing is like, I hate to say it, but he seems to be really nice. Like, <laughs> he seems like a really good guy. So sorry, Tom Hanks, I forgot we were ranking John F. Kennedy's uh, affairs alongside no. Bill Clinton's affairs. I'm sorry, we rank everyone's affairs. We rank the JFK assassins. The CIA is my favourite JFK assassin. <laughs> 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 Uh, you know what? <laughs> Is this movie going to my hangs bank? Yeah, probably. Let's end it right there. <laughs> We're not going to top that for the rest of this episode. But let's try. I haven't got any more jokes here. Man United won the treble. Do you know what the treble is? 
I, I, I think I have an idea, but I also think it's wrong. Okay, what do you think it is? <laughs> okay. So, Deep breaths no, no. Deep breaths. Okay. Okay. So, you know the film Pitch Perfect? Yeah. You know how in it there's the, a character played by Adam... Uh, Divine. Divine, yeah. And his band is called the, the Troublemakers. Troublemakers, uh, Trouble yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it an acapella trophy? No, it's not. Manchester okay. United did not win an acapella trophy. I thought there might be like an interband acapella competition. <laughs> no! Why would I report on that as one of the big things that, that happened in 1999? No, they won the Troublers in. They won three trophies. You've got to win can three. You, can you name what those three are? FA Cup. Yeah. Um, Premier League. Yeah. Champions League? Yes! Oh my god! Al got a football question football. right! Oh, I like! Oh, you must be! I haven't done a cold brew one with the <laughs> right. homies. Um, sorry. In June of 1999, uh, a famous music downloading website is uh, released that would change the music landscape forever. Can you name that music downloading website? Uh, yeah, Jamie, you know what? You want to know why? For one simple film. That's right! Social network. Making millions is cool. You know what's cool, Jamie? Making podcasts. That's right, Sean Parker Napster. Yes, it is. Now, for a bonus point uh, in this game that apparently has points now, can you name one other early 2000s music downloading service? Early 2000s? Yes. LimeWire. Yes, that is exactly the one I was thinking of. I would have also accepted Kazar or SoulSeek. I've never heard of SoulSeek. It's what I found. Um, I guess iTunes. Yes. uh, Now... Uh, if you're watching other films other than, of course, Toy Story 2 and uh, The Green Mile, which there are no uh, other films. Well, what? There are no other films. There were no other films uh, that are important. Uh, but films that were released in the same year were Fight Club, The Matrix, Star Wars Episode 1, Blair Witch Project, American Beauty, American Pie, and Austin Powers. So people were looking to get fucked. They were looking to get scared, and they were looking to overthrow this capitalist system. Those were the three main things going on in 1999. I genuinely Mostly it was the getting fucked. You though. were going to end up by saying, and they were looking to get horny, baby. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's the tone yeah, of this podcast much. right now. Um, Glenn Hoddle is fired as uh, England manager. Who? Um, Glenn Hoddle. Was he important? He was the England manager in football. Was he better than... Do you know why he was fired? Is it something to do with Arsene Wenger? No. Was he racist? I can... Uh, no, worse. I, uh, worse? I would say equally bad. Sexist? No. He hated white people. No. No. Then I'm confused. Um, no, he uh, he hated disabled people. Ooh. Uh, he claimed that people born with disabilities are paying for their sins from a previous life. A man said that. You know what? People Out suck. loud. People suck. 20 years ago. That's not that long ago. That man is still alive and still gets paid on television. For his opinion. Does he? Yeah, he pay, he's Jesus. a pundit now. It's oh, awful. For God's sake. Um, Stop paying bad people money to just talk about shit. Yes, a minimum wage is introduced in the UK. Uh, are you able to tell me what the first ever minimum wage introduced by our dear Lord Tony Blair? Yeah, well, no, no, no. here's my thing. <laughs> no, before you, before you go on a rant about Tony Blair, I know. I'm Tony surprised Blair you is. didn't get it from me bringing up the Blair Witch Project, to be honest. We know it sets you off, but can you guess what the minimum wage was in uh, 1999? Uh, 5.20. No, lower than that. 3.70? Very close. £3.60 for over 21 and £3 uh, for under 21. Uh, that is a mere £6 per hour uh, in 2019 money. That's actually um, not far off some of the minimum wages, though, for people who are 25. Yes, yeah. Um, like, but I think below then it's, it's seven quid. So, like, yeah, on it's definitely increased above inflation, which is, like, to an extent, it's still very low. Yes. Um, you know, pay people decent wages, uh, living wages, yeah. good. Um, now, quickly moving on so you don't get to talk about uh, Tony Blair. Tony uh, Blair! Uh, all right, it, all i got to say is, right, and fair enough, 
Of course, the Iraq War, who forget it? Bit of a gaff there. Notoriously bad, shouldn't have invaded another country on the behest of uh, an intelligence service who may or may not have assassinated JFK. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, taking a lot of children out of poverty, great. Inducing the national minimum wage, good. Uh, I'm sure he did some other stuff too that I'm forgetting now. You know, all I'm saying is let's reappraise Tony Blair and maybe bring him back because I hate everyone. Okay, so right now uh, we're revealing uh, Al as the war crime defender. That is his stance on this podcast. Moving on. Uh, The Welsh Assembly and the Scottish Parliament are formed for the first time in 1999. Now, Alexander, as as a Scotsman yourself, Mm. Mm. um, can you tell me who formed a government uh, in the first Scottish Parliament in 1999. Uh, not Margaret Thatcher. Not Tony Benn. Not uh, Tony Benn. I'm saying I'm looking for... I'm mostly looking for, um, for, for parties Party? Here. Oh, um, not Conservatives, not SNP. So it would have been Labour. Lib Dems? Try it. How about we... We take those two answers you've got. Oh, it's coalition let's make the... them fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it is a uh, coalition between the Labour Party and the Lib Dems. Uh, and finally, we're going to do a little bit of a music round for you, Al. Ooh, uh, I'm going to mention my songs that were released in 1999. I want you to tell me who they were by. I want it that way. Tell me why it ain't, ain't nothing, nothing but a holiday. Hey, we went Tell me why. Um, I never uh, want to hear you say Westlife. No, and sync. No, the other one. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, indeed. Uh, every morning. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner uh, uh, of my I, girlfriend's I four post bed. I just think I'm a baby. Shut the door, face. baby. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm really sorry. Really I sorry. just really wanted to sing it. Don't it's by Sugar Ray. Um, oh, not, Sugar Ray. Not Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer. That we oh, brought up. Oh, we're bringing up all the callbacks. That's from about episode two, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend people to go back and listen to episode two, but don't. It's bad. We're much better now. Um, all Star. <laughs> Sorry, don't do that. We would suggest that we're any level of better <laughs> after we started this episode a thousand times. All Star by Smash Mouth, of course. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, Shrek, apologies. Wild Wild West. Uh, by our dear friend uh, Billy Smith. Indeed. Oh, Billy Bob's Billy Bob Thornton. William Smith. Um, William Smith of um, Freshman's Fresh Bell Fame. Yeah. My name is Slim Shady. Please Slim use Shady. his official name. Don't disrespect uh, him like that. He I calls believe he himself he... Slim when he's talking about himself. Sometimes Marshall Mathers. That's right. Eminem. Indeed. That's right. The bad boy of rap. The <laughs> mediocre boy of rap. The guy likes to talk about murdering his ex-wife a lot. That's right, horrible. I want to. This is very briefly. Okay. Good. One time there was a guy in my office because this episode is not long. Sure, enough sure, already. sure. But there was a guy in my office who kept uh, being like, "Oh, I don't like gangster rap," and th- this annoyed me because as a fan of rap, I'm like, "Gangster rap is a specific type of rap. It's like West Coast rap in the 1990s." Blah blah blah. Someone like I don't know Stormzy isn't gangster rap. Stormzy is crime. Uh, so when he's referring to Stormzy as 
gangster rap. I'm like, no, that's just kind of racist, dude. And he was like, oh, I think Eminem's gangster rap. And I'm like, Eminem is very specifically horrorcore, of which is neither gangster rap. And basically, I was really annoyed by that. I would say only, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, Eminem is horrorcore. Yes, you know, I would say he's moved moved on since Oh, yeah. Then. Do you remember that but album? Of course, remember the album where he uh, talks about Trump? No one does. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yes, let's uh, two white men discuss rap music further. Uh, yes. I believe that's what everyone wants <laughs> from us. You know what people want from us more than our movie opinions? Our <laughs> rap music opinions. All I'm saying is Eminem's got no real cred, all right, all right? God, you're keeping a lot from me to not disagree with you right now, so let's move on! Living the Vida Loca is my final song released in 1999, also from the horrorcore rap genre. George Eliot. <laughs> Oh, so those are some of the songs you would have been listening to in 1999. That's what I've got for you. Of course, we've got two films coming out uh, in 1999. We've got Green Mile also coming out in 1999. So all of those things, other than the music and the films, so like 50% of it, were from the first half of 1999. If you would like to know what happened in the second half of 1999, listen to next week's episode. Where I guarantee If you don't I want to listen to next week's episode after Jamie this. Forget that did this half hour because I'm like, well, I only have December that year. And uh, inevitably talk a very long time about one thing. That's what I'll probably do. Yes. So right, no, please give me some film about- Context. Toy Story 2, ladies now, and gentlemen. Of course, long time yes. uh, listeners of our podcast, by which I mean people have been listening for all oh, four episodes, sure. uh, will remember from our Toy Story episode uh, that. The film context was a bit controversial last time. Um, I talked a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, I talked about the the history of Pixar. I talked about uh, you know the you know the very interesting yeah. story of how Toy Story One got made. Um, I'm hoping what you've got for me this week is uh, both more concise, uh, more interesting, and yeah. uh, less causing a fight. Oh, it wasn't a real fight. Um, it was just a, like a podcast fight. It's fine. Uh, it was just one of those ones we kind of went home, lay in our beds. I assume looked to respective partners and we went did we have a fight I think we had a fight <laughs> uh, and then I made like four people listen to the podcast and tell me whether or not it was a fight um, yeah so Toy Story 2 let me tell you about a little time in Disney history where rather than doing a sequel they will like put this story on the sweetest of platforms. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's not streaming. It's VHS. That's right. With uh, the Aladdin sequel, The Return of Jafar, which made over $100 million on home video. They were like, we've got to pump these things out. And so they said for Toy Story 2, we're going to put this on VHS. We're going to send out. It's going to be a home video thing. Great, right? At the time, uh, Pixar were working on a couple other projects. They were working on A Bug's Life, and they were also working on uh, something which would end up being Monsters, Inc., so they kind of gave this project over to some of their smaller people. For a long time, it was not really quite sure whether it was going to be done by the Pixar team or if it was going to be done by the uh, Disney team, even if it was going to be like a hand-drawn thing, right? So if there's going to be a 2D animation rather than a 3D animation. And a lot of this, uh, the reason why it ends up not being it is, on one hand, the Disney uh, guys like what's being done with the story. They think it's really good. The quality is really high. They think, actually, we can make some more money with this. And to the people at Pixar were better paid than the people at Disney. So the cost of even just a small team making a home video thing began to get much, much larger. So to kind of reach the profitability pro- profitability that it would need uh, to make it worth their while, they kind of need to release it uh, in the cinemas as well. So that's part of the story. Uh, they have What some- an interesting fact, Alexander. Thank you very much for telling me. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And more. I did that for a good solid <laughs> 10 minutes and then we got to minute 15. Uh, look, outside of that, um, not too My much. Apologies, I don't understand. Ah! 
Technology is scary! Go away, Google! Bad Google! Uh, anyway, Google took over there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, so uh, some other interesting, like, really brief facts. Because uh, we keep it really brief here. All right, really brief. <laughs> that didn't work. I apologize. Uh, so, uh, one, they accidentally deleted 90% of the movie. What? Uh, yeah, but it was... Uh, someone went along, hit a couple wrong commands, and uh, deleted 90% of the movie. Jesus the only Christ. reason it was saved is because someone had like backed it up to a personal hard drive. Oh, my God. Uh, outside of that, um, not too much. The, the kind of Jesse character in this came about because Lasseter, who was the director in the first one, or one of the directors in the first one, or one of the or three credited directors on this one... Uh, his wife said, hey, you need more better female characters. Because uh, outside of Bo Peep, like, hey, we love Bo Peep, but also Bo Peep doesn't do very much. Can we get a better female character? And, um, yeah, that's the background of this film. Uh, obviously, made a lot of money, made about $453 million, I believe. But, fuck, um, now that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, obviously, cast remains the same from uh, the first one. We've got Tom Hanks, we've got Tim Allen. Uh, we've got Joan Cusack. Playing uh, Jesse, Jesse. Uh, we've got Kelsey Grammer playing uh, Pete the Prospector, uh, Stinky, Stinky Pete, Pete. Thank uh, you very the much. Prospector, and then we've got the same cast. If you've listened to uh, Toy Story one, then you'll have heard this yep. before. If you didn't go back and listen to Toy Story one, it's yep. a great fucking episode. Yeah, um, Jim Varney playing Stinky the Dog, Dom Rickles playing. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll see if that continues today. Uh, Dom Rickles playing uh, Mr. Potato Herb, Wallace Shawn playing Rex. Uh, uh, and a bunch of other fucking people who also appear in this. Yep. Woody the Cowboy playing Woody the Cowboy. Buzz Lightyear playing Buzz Lightyear. They, you know, they give the best performances here, I think. So, shall we go and talk about the movie? Yeah, let's talk about the movie. So, we open on... Space! Yes. Space. 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 And in someone is flying through it at breakneck speed. I was going to say, in space, no one can hear you scream your shitty opinions about Toy Story. <laughs> wow. I have been attacked. Yes, yes, you have. Our friendship will end in this episode. The feud continues. We make it a promise. We promise, guys. By the end of this episode, we will not be friends. And then hopefully by Toy Story 4, we'll love each other again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's going Because space. you've got a friend in me. Oh. Oh. Anyway, Buzz is going through space. He's uh, fighting people. He's fighting again. Keeps on... Flying lands space, on alien planet. Lands on alien planet, and then he ends up finding Zerg. We've not have we? I think we saw Zerg. No, Zerg. No, Zerg's first, time here. first time here. He's think a, Darth Vader. Think Darth Vader, basically. Um, and then just as he's about to defeat Zerg, he falls, gets hit in the face. No, he gets shot by Zerg, basically. Yeah. And then it goes. Game over. And uh, Rex is playing the most graphically detailed game from 1999 I have ever seen on an NES. Uh, and Rex is very upset that he hasn't been able to defeat Zerg. Yeah. Uh, Buzz, now that he uh, he's come to terms with the fact he's a toy, he knows that there are other Buzz Lightyears. He's not crazy anymore like he was in the first one. He's like, haha, it's okay, buddy. What happens next? <laughs> So, in comes the dog. That's right, if you remember the end of the last film where they moved to a new house and he's getting his Christmas present. And what is that Christmas present, you ask? It's a dog! The dog comes also in. Known as a dogo, also known as a papa. Also known as a paparino. Also known as a waggy tail dog dog. Also known as a woofer. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Handspack, the show where we chronologically review all the words for dog since the beginning of time. Today we're on minor Bonoan B. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, yes, uh, the, the dog's coming in. Suddenly, they're like, battle stations, everyone. Woody gets into a... Uh, scuffle. S- scuffle. He's been chased around by the dog. You think, oh, no, they're enemies. But turns out, nah, 
They're just getting along. They're just training the dog how to find Woody quickly. It's really cute. Uh, there's no conflicts here. Everyone's really happy. And he's about to go off to cowboy camp. And he's going to take Woody. Everyone's really excited. Except Woody doesn't have his hat. Where the fuck's his hat, guys? This is bullshit. He won't leave without his hat. Bo Peep is like, check your foot, bitch. Oh. <laughs> well, my, my hat's not going to be under my foot. Also, a bit rude. You call me a bitch. Children, children's well, movie. Well. What the fuck, man? Um, and then she goes, check your foot. Says Andy on it. It's like, that kid loves you. And he'll leave with a hat or without a hat. No one cares. But... No, son. That's right. Andy comes in and he's playing around with them. He's swinging them bound about and Woody's arm. That's more Velcro than yeah. um, than tearing of a thread. That's, I believe that's a fish's orgasm. <laughs> but yeah, so a thread gets torn, gets a little, stuffing. Little, little stuffing pointing out of his ear, his shoulder. Now... Um, at this point, he does get something pulling out of his ear. Hey, that would hey, be more an image of all, he's been shot through All I know is a former England manager would say that he's being punished for his crimes <laughs> early life. Um, but what I want to say is, uh, Andy says to his mum, oh no, he's got a little rip. And I don't did, did you have like little toys as a kid? Like little stuffed toys and whatever? Yeah. Did you, the second one tiny thing made them imperfect, go, well, this is ruined, can't take this anywhere? Or did you run them into the ground until they had one eye and no nose and half a leg? I mean, I think that's, yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's sure. why I think his mum being like, oh, toys don't last forever, and chucking Woody on a fucking shelf is like, what the shit? He's only got a tiny tear in his arm. Yeah. Um, but basically... He gets left behind. Okay. And actually, fun fact about the shelf, uh, in between Toy Story 1 and this, they had massively improved their animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, there's, the a, there's a sequence I'd like to talk about later where it's sure. really, really obvious. But actually, uh, even on the shelf, right, the, the kind of dust effects they have yes. on the shelf was really, not really possible cool. doing earlier, and they have, like, over 2 million particles of dust. And, you know, it makes everything feel more lived in. Yes. Whereas the first one feels very plasticky. It's very kind of, like, hard light. This one is beginning to have a more kind of naturalistic uh, world yeah. which I love it's really so brilliant. up there on the shelf uh, he meets uh, Squeaky Squeaker who is a squeaky penguin and uh, uh, he can talk but he can't shout for people because his squeaker don't work he can't sing anymore no he was a good singer uh, and yeah what he gets fucking depressed yeah man fun fact uh, seemingly he was uh, some people postulate he's meant to look like the Linux logo because people animate on Linux, and uh, that's real sad. Really sorry, that's quite sad. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, he gets he's, he's depressed. He's uh, kind of squeaker. Basically, says, "Oh, it's called Wheezy, Wheezy, not Squeezer." Wheezer, Wheezy basically says, uh, "Once you're up here, you, you just one step yep. to the grave." Yeah, pretty um, much. You may as well kill yourself now. Woody, get far. Woody has. Uh, Woody can go to sleep. He wakes up, and he's there, and he's like, "I want to see Woody." Grabs him off the shelf. Spins him around, looks at him and sees his arms broken. And he goes, oh, I forgot. You're broken. And then throws him to the floor. floor. He goes through a vortex. (laughs) Oh, it's a dream sequence. Did you think Andy was really that much of a little fucking shit? Um, And yeah, Woody's uh, very... Very stressed out. And very importantly, in the dream sequence, he falls into a bin full of arms which begin to like form into one mega arm that claw and choke him down. Yes. Um, when he's back awake, uh, there's a yard sale going on. Yeah. Everyone's very worried. Oh shit, yard sale. We know what that means. 
Andy's mum is about to be the worst fucking mum ever. And just go through her kid's fucking room while he's at uh, cowboy camp and just throw a bunch of shit away. Uh, but she's looking through all the toys like, please don't pick me, please don't pick me. And Wheezy gets taken. Because Wheezy, he no work no more. So he's got to go to the fucking dump. <laughs> um, so he's put in the yard sale. Woody's like, got to save him. Woody gets down there and he's about to save uh, Wheezy. But, oh shit, someone else comes by and he flops himself down. Mm. At this point, fucking fatty boy Al. I can't remember his... Wow! <laughs> fatty boy Al. Wow! Um, didn't remind you me of what, anyone. Jamie, you've lost a bit of weight, right? But you can't go around calling other people fatty boys, okay? Um, yeah, so Al from Al's Toy Barn. We see an advert for him uh, earlier. He runs a toy barn. He wears a chicken suit. Can we come up with a different name from him? Can we call him, like, Toy Man? Or we could Can just we... call him Al, which is his actual fucking yeah, name. that's what we call me too, though. That's <laughs> yeah. my problem here. No, we're going to call him either Al or Fatty Boy. Oh. Al, you can pick which one you prefer. Only if we'd ever refer to me as skinnier boy Al. Skinny. I will accept skinnier boy Al. I'll take skinnier <laughs> boy, that's fine. Um, Al, played by uh, Wayne Knight, who is a recognisable voice, so I cannot remember what else he's been in, but I recognise the guy's voice. Um, he plays... He's in Jurassic Park. Uh, he's, he's fatty boy Al in Jurassic Park. Um, and he is very excited about seeing Woody. He's like, oh shit. And he grabs Woody. And a bunch of other things. He looks at the tear down. He's like, that's fine. We can get that fixed. It doesn't matter. Not going to affect price too much. And he grabs a few other things and then is like trying to, trying to finagle with Andy's mum. He's like, hey, I'll just give you like a couple bucks for like all of these junk. And then she's like, no. Hey, I, I see you, fatty boy Al. I know what you're trying to do. Why are you looking me in the <laughs> eyes when you say fatty boy Al? Um, oh, fine. I'll look off to the, to the ether. I see you, fatty boy Al. I won't fall for your tricks. And it's like, not for sale. And he's like, ah, I see how you work. How about $50? $500? And she's like, no, it's not for sale. So for once, she's being a good mother. Um, well, she's <laughs> a single mom, okay? Is that established? Or do we just never see him? never see his dad at all. They move house. You don't see him. The photos just have her and the two kids. She's a single mom. Oh, that's sad. Woody's dad is maybe dead. That's um, very sad. Um, uh, and then she locks him away in the cash... Um, uh, in the cash box but fatty boy Al he's not giving up he breaks into he throws a distraction he throws the um, uh, a skateboard to another direction to make Andy's mum go away breaks and he breaks open. into the um, lockbox uh, lock and escapes with Woody all the other toys are watching this are like what the fuck Woody no I tried to save him fail yeah they're so like we- Wheezy we wish it was you <laughs> um, and then we get uh, basically our split storyline we have Woody, he's over. We'll, we'll cover him. We get meet him at Al's house, and he meets Fatty Al's, <laughs> Fatty Boy Al's house, Fatty Boy Al's house, not Skinnier Boy Al's house. <laughs> um, and he meets Jesse. Yeah, Stinky Pete, the prospector. Stinky Pete and uh, Bullseye, the horse. Yeah, Jesus. they're very excited to see him. They established that you were once on a TV show, Woody. Yeah. called Woody's Roundup. It was the best TV show ever. Now, firstly, I would like to make Let's, a point yeah. that I find it very, very funny that in this universe, there are pigs and dogs that speak, 
but Bullseye as a horse Doesn't. acts like a dog and cannot speak. There are quite a few things in the Toy Story world which explicitly are sentient but can't talk. Yes. And other things which can talk, I don't know what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, the rules are a little bit inconsistent. Sure. But basically, basically, Bullseye is a dog and he acts like a dog yeah. and he licks Woody's face and he loves Woody. Also, and, this, uh, here's the interesting thing though, right? This also establishes that the, the, the Woody toy is from like 1957. Yeah. Which is old. Yeah. Um, which kind of suggests that like uh, well, like how did Andy get this toy that is this old when it is very much in the universe 1995 I think or just about yeah. 1995 I think it might be 1999 in this one um, so it's probably a family heirloom passed maybe it was down. his dad's oh let's make it sadder why don't before we before he died it? yeah it's not going to get sadder later at all um but they're all like, yeah, it's amazing. Look, at you were you were a star. And Woody's like, oh, my God, I was a star. That's cool. Oh, my God, Cool, guys. so I'm, I'm, that's chill. I'm I'm going to bounce. Just going to head off back to Andy now. Hope that's chill with you guys. Uh, but these psychos are not having no, it. They're that's like, right. Jesse no. has post-traumatic stress disorder for yes. being in a box for a very long time. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, but they're like, no, we're going to go to Japan. Yeah. You're going to be sold to a museum. It's going, it's going to be the best. We love museums. I'm going to move past that. Um, they were saying hello in Japanese. I know. Um, so, Stinky Pete is like, look, it's got to be a complete set. Otherwise, we're not going to the museum. And we're really fucking bored and sad here. St- key point, Stinky Pete uh, is actually in um, uh, in a box. He's in mint condition. He's in mint condition. He's kept in a box. Um, so if they don't uh, go with Woody, they'll go back to storage. So they're guilt tripping him a little bit. Um, at this point, uh, the other t- crew, crew, they're like, we've got to go find Woody. We've got to go save Woody. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm not really sure. Buzz is like, hey, remember, um, Woody, remember when you guys pushed him out of a fucking van and he still fucking helped you? And they're like, yeah, that's pretty fair. Okay. So they yeah, try to yeah, fight. They, they, the they put together a crack team of sleuths yeah. and they figure out from the um, all boys no women <laughs> all there boys. are at least two female characters in uh, Andy's room and they're like nah Mrs. Potato Head and Bo Peep fuck you yes um, and they figure out that it's Al's toy bun they figure out from his um, uh, what's the word uh, license plate and yeah, then and then his advert on TV and then his advert on TV they're like oh shit okay it's yeah. Al's Toy Barn they get a map of Al's Toy Barn they've got to go to Al's yeah. Toy Barn it's like 18 blocks away also I want to establish that I don't think that Bo Peep and uh, Mrs. Potato Head are bitches I just I think the characters in the world are quite sexist um, <laughs> very good okay um, nothing wrong with being a bitch so uh, but yeah, have basically they venture towards uh, Al's Toy Barn sure at this point he tries to escape Woody yeah yeah uh Oh, no, wait. Al accidentally rips, rips off Woody's arm. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, shit. He's about to take him away. He rips off his arm. Oh, shit. Okay, got to get a, a fixer in. Gets the fixer in. No. Says, no. Before he gets the fixer in, Woody tries to escape. Yes. He gets out of his cage. He tries to uh, grab the um, grab the arm out of uh, Fatty Boy Al's pocket. It's obviously difficult because uh, being a fatty boy, uh, his clothes are sticking to him like latex. And the, the upper pocket on his breast is, is, is almost vacuum <laughs> tight. Uh, so getting that uh, arm is difficult. As he's about to grab the arm, suddenly the TV turns on, wakes up. Oh, shit. Grabs Woody, yeah. puts him back. Woody notices... Controller, it's in front of Jesse's yeah. fucking cage. Suspicious, no? Huh. And he's like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you, you little pussy ass. Once bitch. again, because as we're learning in this movie, in Toy Story 2, these characters are very sexist, all right? Yeah. They um, just hate women. So, obviously, he can't leave without his arm. He can't, he's, can't be a one arm bandit. 
Get it? Because he's a cowboy and that's kind of similar to a bandit and a one-armed bandit is what we call slot machines. No, I didn't know that. So that's oh, that's what we call slot machines. Okay, it's Who's fine. Who's me? <laughs> me the old cockneys of the 1920s <laughs> ah, <there we> <laughs> um, uh, anyway that was a very clever joke uh, if you were a cockney from the 1920s and also had seen Toy Story but that doesn't rhyme with what an eye bandit doesn't rhyme what, with what, vending ar- machine no it, it's called a one arm bandit because it has one arm yeah. you know the big slot machines yeah. and it's called a bandit because it steals your money but it's not rhyming slang it's not rhyming. You feel song. like they could have come up with a better name for that. You realise Cockney's famous for one thing, two things: <laughs> EastEnders and stealing stuff. You do no, realise that Cockney's. <laughs> you do realise that a. <laughs> As a Cockney myself, I am offended by your characterization of my people. And B, that Cockneys don't exclusively speak in Cockney rhyming style. Jamie, I I know that for the last two years I've been writing down every one of your sentences. They perfectly end in a half rhyme each time, just to show. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I will will, uh, eventually reveal that uh, once we finish this podcast, everything I have said has been a perfect palindrome. (laughs) Um, So yeah. he can't leave without his arm. Sticks around for the next day. Uh, the toy uh, repairman uh, comes, and this is a this is a fun fact, Al. That toy repairman has appeared in another Pixar uh, work, but not in a movie. He appears in the short that happens before A Bug's Life, uh, which we mentioned on our Toy Story One episode, uh, mm, where yep. it's a man playing chess, yep. old man playing chess with himself, and there's a little allusion to that as when he's going through all of his tools, he pulls out one of his uh, drawers, and there's a bunch of chess pieces in there. Isn't that? A fun little fact for you, Al. Sure. Is your little brain blown by my fun little fact? Sure. <laughs> so anyway, he fixes the arm. That's uh, this fun. is the scene I wanted to say where the uh, animation is really, really good here. Yeah. The like subtle animation of like when he's cleaning him and it yeah. gets a little bit shiner and like when he's spraying over him and it fixes things and like the seams being pulled back together. The animation has stepped up a lot between yeah, yeah. Uh, Toy Story 1 and uh, Toy Story 2, which is what, only four or five years difference? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they've clearly they're, they're flexing their muscles at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things: the guys, uh, the kind of band of brothers, as we'll call them, make their way across to Al's toy barn, which is opposite the flat where Woody's being held against his will. Yes, uh, uh, they, they have to cross the, They have to cross the road in a fun little sequence where they, they put on traffic cones. They put on traffic they cones across. Snake that shit. Yeah, they saw the snake that shit and caused. So much collateral damage. I think people die. Um, uh, they, they get into the toy barn. Yes, and uh, at this point, Rex Keeley finds a, a video game guide. So this is what he spends the next 20 minutes doing, not paying attention to at all what's supposed to be going on. No, Has Keeley forgotten? Do. Well, most of them really have forgotten that they're trying to save Woody. Uh, hey, and I just Buzz has not. Buzz has not. But uh, Rex is reading um, uh, a video game guide the entire time. Um, Porky the Pig? What's his name? Porkchop. Pork chop, yes. Um, and Slinky get in a uh, convertible car and just kind of drift around this store. It is set up that there are people working here, but none of them notice that there is a remote control car driving around. Yeah. They run into some Barbies uh, having a dance party um, and uh, get taken, get the Barbies to give them directions to. Barbie, um, who I believe Joss Whedon, who was one of the writers in the first movie, wanted to get in the first movie, but Mattel said no to the rights for. And then, obviously, by this movie, they were like, yeah, we want to get in Toy Story. Yep. Um, and they get shown the direction to uh, Al's office. While this is happening, Buzz ends up 
in the Buzz Lightyear aisle. Uh, he ends up in a room of existential dread. Yes. Where he's forced to fight himself. Yes. Uh, but specifically so he, his past self. No, it's, well. Yeah. Well, past no, self and future sure. self because it's, he finds one that has an extra new utility belt. That's true. And he's like, I'm on that utility belt. And then he has a fun little fight with him where um, he's like, oh, I wasn't this dumb, was he? Because this Buzz is much like the Buzz from Toy Story 1, yeah. as you were alluding to. He's like, ah, oh, Space Ranger. Ah, no, no, no. And then he points the laser at him and says, hey, how can you possibly do that? Are you going to get us both killed? Um, Buzz says, like, I've got too much time for this shit. And he walks away. But he gets caught by Buzz again and put in a Buzz box. Um, that sounds like a device you'd use to store a dildo. Yes. Uh, by uh, and Keely, at this point, uh, the... Uh, the Band, <laughs> the band of rogues who have been driving around find new Buzz. And they're like, hey, Buzz, get in. We're going this way. While other Buzz is stuck in a, um, in a wall of existential dread, as you say. At this point, we now have three different parties. We've got Woody and the, 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 the Woody's Roundup Pals. We've got Buzz, real Buzz, by himself. Mm-hmm. And then we've got fake Buzz with his team of pals. Sure. They're trying to get up to um, Al's office. Yeah, they managed to find another location. Yep, All they're fine. going up the... Um, service uh, elevator. The service elevator. Buzz thinks he can do it by just flying. Uh, he cannot, but they end up going up just on the elevator going yep. up, and he thinks he's flying. It's That's very right. good fun. In the meantime, Al, it's... it's it's time to talk. Oh, God. So it's time last, to talk about so, the so real the, sad this, bit. This is a once in every toy. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. I assume the sequence is in Toy Story 4 because by God is in every of the Toy Stories. In the first movie, hey, guys, you remember that section where Buzz, uh, being told he's a toy, gets up on a balcony, looks sad in a moment of just existential unrealization and also despair, throws himself off, both in a hope that he can fly and also maybe to kill himself at the realization he can't fly. Um, oh, you thought that was fucking sad and dark? Oh, baby, are you ready for Jesse's song? We go Just before Woody uh, tries to leave, yeah, yeah. the prospector is, is like, look. You're going to be thrown away. Jesse, right? Jesse's got some like pretty Shit, bad problems about this. Maybe you should just go make up. And she's like, you don't understand, okay? You love Andy, yeah? Well, I loved Emily. 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 And so the the original song written for this uh, movie called Jesse's Song uh, plays. Um, and devastating. It's devastating. It's get, devastating. It's, just, I mean, I assume most people have seen Toy Story Two. If you haven't, watch it. Watch it. If you also forget in this sequence and you want to have a little cry, watch it. We get a, a sequence of Jesse being played with by a little girl. Yeah. Um, and then one day, just gets thrown under the bed. She's just like, like falls under the bed. Falls under the bed. And from under the bed, she, she can sees. see as this older this girl grow up and can become more interested in makeup, yep. less interested in yep. horses and cowboys. Yes, yes. So all that stuff goes away. She starts becoming interested in makeup. Um, and then one, one day, day she finds him, and then the song starts. The song starts getting more cheerful. It's like she's in the I'm car back again, like in she was... your arms. So... It's all the same again. Everything's gonna be okay. And very importantly, earlier in this kind of sequence, we see the young uh, version of Emily take her to this park, and they play together in the park, and it's the best day of Jessie's life. And she's in the car, and Jessie's so happy. She hasn't been out under the bed for, for like, so for long, like a solid, like for six so long, or seven and she, years. And she gets there, and she thinks, "I'm going to the park." again. I'm going to have that one. I'm going to be played with. And as we know from the last film, all Joy wants to be is played Play with. with. And she's put in a box. And she's abandoned by and the side just, of the road from And you goodwill. just see fucking Emily just drive away. And it goes from everything's going to be okay to 
and I'm sad again and I'll never see you. And from then, we know it's just in boxes for the next 20 years. Yes, Uh, and if anyone hasn't seen the film, um, I promise the song is actually better and uh, more melodic than that. Um, However... Is it better than uh, Short 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 People Got No Reason to Live? Yep, Mars better than that! Um, Now, Alexander, obviously this song is sad. However, I would like to put a positive spin on this song. Does it play off short people? No. The the world is saved from having one more horse girl in it. <laughs> it it's, it's, I see it as the heartwarming story of a girl who grows out of loving no, horses. But here's here's my thing, right? I think you're still a horse girl as an adult if you it's, were a horse girl as a child. It's a horse pers- girl is a mindset. The personality type was established as a young child, and therefore as an adult, even if you don't still love horses, you were still a horse girl. And to be fair. A horse girl is definitely the kind of terrible human being to abandon a toy on the side of a road. That's true. I apologise to any horse girls at home. I don't apologise. You're bad people. I don't want you as listeners to my podcast. Go fuck off. Do you ever find it weird how if you call someone a horse girl, it's obviously an insult, but if you call someone a horse guy... It means they have a massive dick. (laughs) Have I ever realised that, Al? Good question. I was once told by someone... About <laughs> that they just have a massive dick, <laughs> and they described it as a horse girl. <laughs> it wasn't this person, but it was described to me as such. Okay, and wait, I have wait, to wait, live wait. with that forever wait, now. Um, have you got vaguely a timestamp for me about how long we've been recording? <laughs> okay, I, I don't care. I'll search through to find this point. Tell me that person's fucking name, and I'll bleep it out. <laughs> oh fuck no! Regret learning that. Okay. Please bleep that out. <laughs> Please bleep. You need to bleep I that out. I will bleep that out. I will bleep that out. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so upset. This is definitely the worst episode it we've is. ever recorded. And that knowledge will never leave your mind. Um, oh no. Anyway, <laughs> the tweet for this podcast is just going to be um, Jamie put their friendship under the test once again in Toy Story Two. Like open the show twenty times and reveal which of their friends. <laughs> oh no! Or this she. is so. <laughs> this is so upsetting. So Buzz and Buzz and the rest of Buzz's crew are making their way to Al's toy barn's yeah. office. They. At this point, Zerg, Keely, Zerg has been released uh, in tr- escaping the toy shop. One of the Zergs um, gets released uh, and spots Buzz and follows him. <coughs> Just before they reach uh, Al's uh, office um, slash home, uh, the Zerg catches up to Buzz and Rex. And at this point, they have a showdown. And Rex kills Zerg, baby. We also get a, um, a Star Wars... Uh, I am your father moment, uh, yeah. which is fun. Uh, but yeah, Rex kills Zerg, and he—it's—it's it's good character growth for him. Um, and I mean, again, as 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 is natural for Rex, completely accidentally. Yes. Oh yeah, completely accidentally. He just turns around, and his tail hits him. If uh, if Rex had become a murderer, that would have been a very bold yes. way to grow his character. Yeah. No, Rex does not suddenly become suddenly become a cold blooded killer and shanking people yeah. for the rest of the movie. Anyway, they break into Al's office, and they're like, "Hey, Woody, what's up?" But there's two buzzes. And they're like, what the fuck? Mm. Uh, and Buzz, the real Buzz, just clicks, 
opens his helmet, the other one pretends to suffocate, and they're like, hey, we know which one's the real bug. He shows his foot. Oh, and he shows, then he shows his foot to go handy. Uh, and they're like, let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's yeet ourselves out of here. We've got you, yeah. baby. He has a speech, uh, which, he, which I quoted at the beginning of this uh, podcast, where he basically says, look, you were the guy who, when I was... Even when you didn't like me, even when, you know, I was a dick, you were there for me and you looked after me and now I'm here to do the same thing and I'm here to save you and I'm here to look after you. And it's, it's a really lovely bit of character growth, which I think part of what this film does best is it shows that the relationships between these characters have grown so much in between the movies. It, yeah. it feels lived in. It feels like everything yeah. has changed. Um, and also, uh, well, I'll save it for the uh, the end of uh, uh, the film chat. But yeah, Um Buzz gives in Batman's suite. He repeats the you are a toy um, thing because Woody doesn't want to go. He's, he's actually come round. He's actually like, hey, I, I was loved once. It, like, maybe Andy doesn't care about me like Emily didn't, but I could be famous forever. Great. Um, and then they're all like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll leave you behind. They go back through the air grate uh, and Woody sees a boy hugging his hugging his Woody on on TV. See the boy playing with Woody. Oh, no, no, and, more, and more playing, than that. You've got a friend in me it's, is it's, playing. It's Woody singing... You've, you've got, got a friend. friend. And it's Tom Hanks singing it, because yeah. obviously in the first one, I think people thought that Tom Hanks had... No, it's... it's um, but it's running human. But, that prick. Sure. But uh, in this version, it is Tom Hanks singing it. It is really lovely. And it's really sad. It's as his friends leave, he is saying, you've got a friend in me. And I think it's both, he's thinking of Andy, and also he's thinking of his friend. Yeah. And not wanting to be apart from them. Then he kind of uh, goes, and he's like, guys, guys, come back. I want to go with you. I want to go. And then he goes to the roundup going like, hey, come on. I'm sure Andy would love you. Let's go. Um, Jesse. Jesse's and keen. Jesse's keen. Um, because Bullseye's he's a fucking great. dumbass dog. Bullseye's like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they start bounding towards the great. Fa-bang! <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. Stinky Pete. He's out of his box. You're out of your box. What the hell? He's got his pickaxe. He's got his pickaxe. He's going he's gonna to straight Tell up bang some up. bitches. He's got sideshow yeah. bob on and his And he's ass. like, no, we're not leaving. We're our destiny to go to the museum. And they're like, what the fuck? Oh, you're the one that turned off the TV. And so, I don't care if I was. I'm a fascist dictator now. That's my character now. Um, and so he just prevents them from leaving. Uh, and essentially... They, they get away. They're like, Al comes back, sticks them all in uh, storage, and they go away. Buzz and the team, they got to go. They ask the other Buzz if he wants to come, and he's like, nope, I'm going to have some catch-up time with my dad. And he's playing catch with, uh, with Zerg. It's, yeah, it's very, very cute. Um, so they, they reach the airport. Oh, no, sorry, they steal a car. Oh, they steal a car. They, we have the, um, the green aliens uh, come back. Um, La Cla. La Cla, those those motherfuckers and um, someone saves their life I can't remember Mr. Potato who. Head Mr. Potato Head and they do the you have saved our lives we are yes, eternally yes, grateful yes. Yeah. Um, I believe they say grateful rather than breakful uh, because the uh, voice actors playing those aliens uh, knew how to speak uh, and could read yeah, whereas uh, I cannot Jamie Jones can boy, nor... can, cannot read cannot speak uh, is barely a functioning human hey, being at can, this you, point. You can cockney rhyming slang. But I can cockney rhyming slang and I can make a solid pun if you give me 15 seconds to think of it. you're great at stealing too. <laughs> <laughs> so, they uh, pursue uh, the uh, and reach the airport. At the airport, uh, we get a, uh, a classic, classic sequence yeah. uh, of them on the, um, what are they called? The suitcase belts. Um, at this point, they see two different suitcases that look the same. Buzz and one uh, half of the team go one way, the other half of the team go the other way. Buzz and the team, they reach their suitcase. Shit, it's no, just got a bunch of camera equipment but in it. Buzz, is with the, Buzz goes for the other team. Oh, Buzz it's, is- it's like Mr. Potato Head opens it up uh, with Porkchop and... Um, 
they go inside, just camera stuff, and he's like, well, cool flash, though. And uh, on the other end, uh, Buzz gets open. Woody's in there. The guys are in there. He's getting them out. But out comes uh, uh, Stinky Pete, and Stinky Pete basically... Like he he starts going on a like, murderous rampage. Toys are not to be played with. Toys need to be in pristine condition. You shouldn't be moving. You know, toy. That we should, this is where we belong. We shouldn't be played with. Like you know, I've been in my box the entire life. Blah blah blah. blah. They have a big fight. Um, Stinky Pete like chops into Woody's arm. Oh, he starts like cutting his. Free. He's like, "You're coming with me, or I'm going to chop the entire thing off." They can fix you once. They can fix you again. Yep. Um, and they uh, subdue. Uh, Stinky Pete and stick him in a little girl's backpack. Yeah. Um, Where he turns around, he sees a Barbie. Barbie's like, You're going to love Sarah. And then her, she's an artist, turns around and her face is covered in paint. Yes. Uh, which like, I, didn't, I didn't get as a kid. The joke of that is he wants to be in pristine. Obviously, yes. I got the joke that, like, oh, he doesn't want to be covered in makeup. He doesn't want to be played with. Yeah. He doesn't want to be played with and he doesn't want to lose his pristine conditionness. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get painted all over that fascist prick. Maybe, you know what? Maybe if someone just. Put a load of makeup on Hitler. It would have yeah, all been yeah, okay. Perfect. It's the message of this movie. Wow, bold. <laughs> makeup could I mean, have stopped look, World honestly, War II. I accidentally called Cotton's a bunch of <laughs> rhymers and thieves. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we're both in bad category this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, They managed to free Bullseye, uh, but Jesse ends up on the plane. They cannot get her free in time. Yeah. She ends up on the plane. Woody gets into the plane with her, frees her, and they before it takes off, and they try to find a little way of getting out. Uh, they 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 look through the wheel well as yeah. it's riding, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay." And then they what they see? It's Buzz on Bullseye, baby. And they're like, "How the fuck are we gonna do this?" And Woody's like, "I got this." Yeets his fucking torquet string thing around a little nut on the thing, and they're like. Let's Justin. just jump. Let's just go. Clearly, um, we didn't mention it, but ra- Woody's roundup uh, actually got cancelled. Yes, before mid- the last episode. Before the last episode, in the in the middle of a um, cliffhanger where he's quite literally jumping over a cliff. It's quite literally a cliffhanger, um, uh, and the second one never got aired, uh, so they don't know how it ended. So Woody's like, "Well, think it's like the end of um, Woody's roundup." He's like, "But we don't know how it ended. It got cancelled." Like. Well, we can find out now. Yeah. And in the dumbest thing they've ever done, jump out of a so. fucking moving Woo! plane, uh, swing through, land perfectly on Bullseye. It's amazing. They're all celebrating. Suddenly another airplane goes past and they're like, oh shit. Let's go. I'd better go home. Uh, they then uh, make it back, back up. Uh, Andy make it back comes home. home. Andy comes home. And he, he looks at his bed and he sees all the new toys he's got. They all, it's written on the thing saying... Welcome uh, home, Andy. Andy. Uh, and he's got a new Bullseye, a new Jesse. Some blithering men. You know, we've, we've got to accept that... Um, his mum threw away some toys, but... He's, his mum threw away some, some toys. But uh, this kid is both uh, dumb as ditch water and he doesn't talk to his mum. No, because sure. it's not established. Like, he could have just immediately gone to his mum and been like, hey, thanks for the toys. And she'd be like, what the fuck? Where did these come from? And someone broke into my house. But that doesn't happen because this no. kid's dumb as ditch water. Whoa, 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 whoa. His mum is busy, all right? She's probably working. She's a single mother. She does a lot, Jamie. Okay. Uh, so... But he loves his... He Andy, loves his Andy, you know, by himself. And this, I, I find this incredibly cute. Andy sews Woody back up. He's fixed his arm. Unlike in the other one where the professional does it, where you couldn't see the seam, you can now see the seam of where he stitched it back up. But he's done so with love, and it's really, it's really. Like, I love that moment. Yeah. It really means a lot. Um, Buzz falls in love with uh, Jesse. 
Yeah. They've got to get the dog out. Jesse does the kind of classic flip on a car, which Buzz did at the end of the beginning of the last of the film. Uh, to open the door to let the dog His out. His wings spring open in the world's weirdest erection metaphor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Woody and Buzz have a little run up and like, hey, you know, I'm pretty chill with, um, with are, uh, like, Andy. Are, are you still worried about Andy growing no, up? No, because I've got you guys. Yeah. And that's real sweet. And then uh, film ends, and we get oh, no, wait, 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 a blooper reel. No, no, no you, oh. miss, you miss out the bit where Squeaky comes back. Uh, Weezy's got his voice back. Weezy's got his voice back, and, and we get a sings, concert. Uh, you got a friend of me again. Yes. Right, this um, this yes. movie has yes. 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 two songs. Yes. <laughs> one <laughs> is the very sad one, and one of them is yeah. your friend of me. It, I mean, they paid um, Randy Newman, I assume, an amount of money, and they were like, <laughs> we've got to get the most out of this. And they used this song Ooh, right. three times in two movies. Here's my thing. Um, and then we get... What, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, the blooper reel. Yeah, then you got the blooper reel. Well, as I said, is, of course, these really, stories are played yeah, by themselves. Really, really good fun. It's it's a thing that they carry on doing. Uh, I haven't actually watched many of the most recent uh, Pixar films, but I know they do it in the Monsters, Inc. films and stuff, yeah. where they would get an idea of, like, a blooper reel, but they've obviously actually animated it. Yeah. So it's like the toys are the actors. It's the joke you're making. But it's yeah. actually really good fun. No, they're always, um, always really funny. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a running joke of Woody, like, pranking Buzz, yeah. like, in that thing where his wings pop out. It says, for sale on yeah. them and stuff. Um, and when he puts, like, binoculars on, it leaves red marks on his uh, mask. Yeah. It's good fun. I really like it. I thought it was good. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. We talked too much. Oh, let's, yeah, let's, let's, oh. We, we can do this. I think we can do this without rambling on, right? Yeah, probably. So, um, it's the thing you sort of mentioned out where, like, this movie feels lived in. What I really like is this film um, just kind of gets things started straight away. It, like, yeah, accepts, yeah. like, we don't need to do setup anymore. Like, this, it's, I'm not a not a fan of long movies but fuck me do I love a good 90 minute movie it's, it feels so tight and like no time is wasted and it's just like bang bang let's get started we're straight into the 80% of movies would benefit from being 90 minutes long like, yeah. like anywhere and that could be here from like 90 to 99 I don't care but like hey really want to go see that new Martin Scorsese film three and a half hours long way Shit, too long I'm a, like I don't really love seeing a two hour movie in the cinema I still think that's a bit too long but a 90 minute film was the perfect length of time yeah so this uh, film like feels like it has no fat on it um, as I said the uh, animation has uh, developed greatly I think it is a less funny film than Toy Story 1 Toy Story 1 they kind of used up all of their toy jokes. toy jokes so they kind of run out of jokes it's also I feel like Pixar started out with a bunch of people who kind of wanted to make more funny films and then they kind of just slowly over the years have transitioned to more family fun films there's still funny aspects of them um but i would say even among like later films like the incredibles and monsters inc which i think are much much funnier like this is definitely one of their least funny films which is a bit sad for me because i do love I love Pixar's humor. I think Pixar's humor is really, really good. And they sort of focus more on making this like a dramatic and slightly action-y film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Which it does quite well to an extent. Uh, But for me, as someone who just loves Pixar's comedy and loves comedy in general, felt a little bit lacking in the ha-ha, giggle-giggle moments, except for, of course, um, the blooper reel at the end. Um, It feels like Woody takes a little bit of a backseat in terms of character arc in this compared to the first film where he still does have an arc and this is more related to Tom Hanks' performance, which I'll touch on. Uh, But uh, in the first film, like, basically the entire film is driven by Woody's arc. Like, he starts out as this tyrannical, um, angry dictator and then he becomes someone who's more loving, accepting of of other people and more uh, self-secure in himself and doesn't need to be such a leader. Uh, In this... 
Um, it's more a story about, I would say, Jesse's journey um, becomes more prevalent because she's the new character, which makes sense. Um, but overall, I really, really like this film. I don't think just for personal personal taste and then like just the importance it holds in my heart. I've always felt this is like not as good as the first one. Um, as you know, I think I mentioned it in the first one. I haven't seen Toy Story 3 since it first came out. Yeah. So I would be interested. I will be very interested to see when I revisit it. Um, but this to me has always been a good film, but the one that sits in between the two that I really, really love. Uh, so while I gave, I think a six to Toy Story 1, uh, I think I would set this at a solid 4.5. It's good, but it's lacking in a little bit of the uh, comedy that I absolutely love from Pixar. Um, so th- I think we established the, the last one. I, I very much disagree with you. Like, I, <laughs> uh, do you mean do you mean the last Toy Story episode, sure. or do you mean every single episode oh, every, before every, this? Every single episode. You know, just, it, just in general, assume I disagree with Jamie, even when I give him the same marks. Um, yeah, look, I, I think Toy Story I, again. I haven't seen four. I still view one to three as a trilogy. Yeah, yeah there is a fourth one. Um, I, I think the Toy Story trilogy is is the rare trilogy where I believe it gets better every film. Because, sure, the thing is, like, A, looking back on it, I, I, I think Toy Story 1 really works, but I didn't find most of the humour landed for me, whereas in Toy Story 2, I think the jokes do land. I think there's some really funny sequences where the sequence where they um, go across the road I find hilarious. The stuff in Alice Toy Barn I find really funny. But basically, most of the comedy in that story is not happening in the woody part of the plot. It's happening in the buzz part of the plot. Yeah. Um, I also disagree on the character plotline. Like, I think in one, it is... Sure, it's about Woody's arc, and Woody's definitely the, the main character, but it's also about Buzz's arc. It's Buzz going yeah. from being um, someone completely oblivious to reality to someone accepting reality too, whereas Woody is uh, someone who needs to let other things in and he, and he needs to kind of get some perspective of his position in the world. Whereas in this one, I think it's even more so about Woody, where Buzz really doesn't really get an arc in this No, one. no, Buzz Buzz, Buzz is forced to, like comprehend with some philosophical questions about identity in that there are he literally meets multiple versions of himself yeah. and his past and he, he's forced to kind of reckon with that but it's that's more in a kind of like if you were to write a film essay about this like it's interesting because we get to see his growth as a character rather than like that never really makes him question himself no. his identity whereas Woody is made to question a lot of things about himself Woody doesn't know that he used to be part of this kind of um, TV show he doesn't know that he was a character from the 90, like the 50s basically he doesn't really get that actually seemingly like his kind of feud with Buzz in the last film is is actually like a, a, a kind of ancestral thing between cowboys and space men in that you know in the kind of uh, the appeal of the American consciousness that I find really interesting the idea that at the beginning he's like hey I want uh, you know, Andy needs me. He's he is certain once again, as he was at the beginning of the film. This is this is what I think is great about this film is that unlike a lot of sequels, what he doesn't do is just reset everything to back to to film one. It's at the end of the first film, he is really confident in Andy's love of him, and in this, he's really confident in Andy's love at the beginning. And it's only until he kind of learns about what happens when kids grow up that he begins to question that. And more importantly, it's an existential dread of I'm going to be thrown away. Uh, Jesse talks a lot about in it about the. Um, she she has this kind of uh, traumatic response to the box. She doesn't mean the box. She, like she hates it. She's she kind of it refer- whenever it's referenced to basically it's like I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. She's has been tortured. It is torture for her. And so too for Andy. He worries not Andy but Woody. It's the feeling of ob- becoming obsolete of death. And this is something we see more in Toy Story three. But three. But even here, like it's the point where he's staring literally into the void. 
and they're like, you don't have to go to the void. You can just be a box forever. But more than that, so so I I do like I do like his growth. I think so. I I would agree with you there. My disagreement is that I feel like a lot of that arc is things that happen to him. So they, but, I, but so I think a lot of that arc is more explored through what other people say to him. You don't sure. really see much of that actively happening to Woody I, or I, like Woody reacting and sure, feeling that sure. arc. But but again, like if it begins with. Um, you know, he's going to camp, he's looking really happy, blah, blah, blah. And then he has, like, he specifically, in his art, like, has the horror sequence where in his dream he is, he initially, before any of that stuff, it is an underlying fear of his that he is going to be thrown away, that he's a broken toy, and where broken toys go is the garbage, where they have this, this a thing of broken arms, like, choking him down until he dies. This is his deepest, darkest fear, and he's forced to reckon with his deepest, darkest fear when he meets a bunch of toys who one of whom has never left his box, and the other one of whom was specifically abandoned in a really traumatic way and has been forced to live in a way which has mentally scarred her for the rest of her life. And then if we look at his actions in response to that, like, he does respond to that at first. In the big, in his big point, when he can escape, he responds to that by accepting the box, that it is better to be, to not be free, but to live a life where you will not die, but you will live a half-life. Um, then what he knows and he's going to play the down. video game Half-Life for the rest of his oh, life man, so cool so that all that stuff I love I love that stuff the freedom stuff the fact that at, at its centre I know I said it wasn't going to go mad <laughs> but at its centre what it's about is like what are toys for it, 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 like a, a kind of philosophical question what is a toy for and it says a toy is to be played for and like Al is the exact opposite of this although he sells toys to children stinky, stinky no stinky oh, oh Al sure yeah. no but Al is this too right? yeah. like Al is a grown man who is keeping like I'm not going to sag off people on to collect stuff, but like the film posits that's not what toys are for. Toys are designed to be played with. The reason why I maintain Nintendo are the greatest video game creators and video game console creators is because first and foremost, they view themselves as a toy manufacturer rather than a software manufacturer, which I think a lot of video game companies uh, do. I believe they were actually a playing card company originally. originally yeah, Thank yeah, you very much, Alexander. Like, Get your facts straight about Nintendo. No, no, but, what I'm, but it, as, as a company today... Yes, yes, no, I, yes, sure. no I know, Al. I'm but that's, making yeah, that joke. But that's why you get the peripherals and stuff because they view themselves as a toy. It's something to be played with. It's something to be fun. And Al is this guy who kind of... Wants Sorry, everything you mean, to, who do you mean? Fatty Al is this guy who wants uh, everything to be perfect and not played with and to be sold. It is a commodity to him. It is his livelihood. It is not a. It is not the purpose of toys. And this is then even even worse now. Al doesn't really get that the toys are alive. But is this stinky Pete who is so antithetical to the point of it that he just wants to never be played with. He doesn't want to live. He wants to remain in his in his literal box for the rest of his life because. He thinks being perfect is better than having a life, and it's 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 a question of, of soul and of living and of life, and I love that. So I I, I really love that. So I think this film's a five. Five, lovely. So to, uh, we didn't we didn't we just launched straight into it for any new listeners. Sure. Uh, we rate the film out of five. We rate Tom Hanks's performance out of five. We give him the Tom Hanks dick meter, which is a rating of. How much of a dick the character he plays is. That's because we believe early in his career he plays lots of dicks. And then over his career that slowly descends. So we're trying to track that through a numerical... Metric. Metric, that's the word. Thank you. And then we decide whether it goes in our Hanks bank. That, those who are rating, I gave it 4.5. I'll give it 5. Now, uh, Tom Hanks' performance. I believe I gave him a 6. Yeah, when I say out of 5 on those ratings, uh, we just sometimes oh, yeah. go to 6s because fuck it, why not? Um, I believe I gave him a 6 in the first Toy Story. And that's because, uh, and it's by no fault of his own, he ha own, he has a lot less work to do in this version. Uh, in Toy Story 1, 
he has to establish this character. And that's what I loved about his performance in Toy Story 1 is we go from scratch to him having, like, he creates a really well-rounded and established character exclusively through his voice. When the animation wasn't quite as good and the story was um, more centered around him, he has a lot more work to do. In this one, a lot of the actions and the plot points do a lot of the work for him and the fact that the animation is a little bit better um, do a little bit more work for him. I don't think he's bad in this film by any stretch of the imagination. I just think he has less work to do and less um, impressive moments. I think he just continues the good work that he already laid down in the previous film. Um, I would say it's a small thing I want to mention. I think it's very interesting that despite the fact that this film is such an important film of my childhood and uh, I've seen Tom Hanks and Tim Allen in loads of other things, in the film, I very much see and hear their voices and I'm like, that's Woody and that's, that's Buzz. Buzz yeah. But I see them in other things and I don't think, hey, that's Woody and that's Buzz. I have no clue what that is, but there's something about this where even... Incredible performance. Yeah. I, I think uh, it genuinely just they are... Yeah, they, they do very, very well. well to create... And again, I'm not saying his performance is by any means stretch of imagination. Bad in this, I do think he has less work to do because of the amazing sure. um, work he established in Toy Story 1. So I'd also give him a 4.5. What did I give him last time uh, in Toy Story 1 you gave him a 5 yeah I'm not going to give him any lower I I agree there's less showy moments in this one for him obviously the kind of the the first one is more um, he's uh, a dick and you know he, he goes through on a kind of um, he, uh, the jealousy and you are a toy and all that kind of stuff so they're, they're more definitely as I've kind of found trying to find a quote from this film it's not so much of a quotable film no um, but at the same time I I think it's a much subtler journey. Like, it is that thing, right? It's In the first one, his fear is of being replaced. And in this one, his fear is... It's an extension of that, right? Like, it's of death. He's afraid of of, of um, dying. He's afraid of not being loved. Uh, if, if it's always purpose is to be played with, he's afraid that he won't be played with one day. And, um, and I just... I continue to think he, he does stellar performance. I think it's a five. I think he's utterly fantastic. Cool. Tom Hanks' stick meter. I think he's solid zero in this, which is what I love here is this film shows growth we gave him a four well i gave him a four in the last one you gave him a three um people can change people can be dicks in the past yeah and they can become better so i'm going to give him a zero and i think that's that's a beautiful thing oh i'm gonna give him a two <laughs> um he definitely tries to beat up someone a couple times He's I mean, still repeatedly, he's like to this girl, to, to a woman who he knows is uh, very traumatized. He's like, "Well, I'm loved, even if you're not." Which is, you know, it's it's dickish in a way that I think makes for an interesting character, right? Like, you don't a, a movie is not interesting with a bunch of nice characters doing nothing. You need some kind of conflict at times. So I don't like a two. Remember, for me, is not a is not a high dictator. <laughs> it is a remember. It can go into the negative. Sure, I give myself a three though. Right again, <laughs> I slagged off all Cockneys accidentally, just by nature. Apparently, um, I love Cockneys, but it's three or two. Uh, but no, I thought he was really good. But I, I took him a two. I think there's enough friction here that he still creates conflict, which I like. Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question which I know the answer to and I have already entered on our spreadsheet. Is this film going in your hacks bank? Yes. <sighs> Still doesn't make up for you not putting Toy Story 1 in there. I, I just... I may, I may I, go back and rewatch at some point. I just... I can't... can't believe you're going to... You're going to ruin Toy Story not having a perfect record. I am willing, at some point, whenever we want to do it, 
If people want to, uh, we'll, we'll do a public vote on Twitter. We've already done this. If no, we no, can change things on our hands. No, 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 not that. Oh. To force me to go back and rewatch it, <laughs> the entire movie, and I will sit down in a proper atmosphere and I will rewatch the entire film to evaluate it. And then, if at the next chance we have to rechange it, I can. But but that that is down to should I be forced to rewatch this entire movie? Well, I feel like forced is the wrong nature to go in there. Then you're just gonna dislike it no, even no, no, more no, no, as you're no, no, no. under duress, going. Should I be Twitter has fucking forced should me to watch Albie, this film? I, I won't. I won't hold it against it. But yeah, no, I I I, I may go back. Can we watch that film or something? Yeah, you fucking should because it's tell, great. Tell you what, before Toy Story four, I will. Go back and watch it. No, not before Toy Story. Oh, what a big commitment. You'll watch it sometime in the next 40 weeks. Yeah. Oh, how will you find the time, Who knows? A very busy schedule. Um... So, yeah, it's in your hands bank? Yes, of course it's going in my hands Aww. bank. Yeah, it's a fucking great film. Even though I don't think it's as good as the first one, it's still a fucking great film. And... Yeah. The first one should also be in your hands, Mike. Your hands, Mike, sucks Honestly, I here's the thing. I normally don't receive a lot of hate from the show. Normally, it's just people messaging me messages to basically just razz Jamie. Uh, I received a lot of a lot of kickback from not putting uh, Toy Story in my thing. Yeah. So I've, for uh, now, what you know, what your babies <laughs> grow up. That's right. I like your daddy's one, not your mommy's one. That's right. Toy Story two's for dads. Hashtag real man out. Hashtag uh, please forgive me, Connie's. Ah, see, famously, my dad actually uh, does not like Toy Story 2. What? Uh, Thinks it's way worse than Toy Story 1. Um, So maybe that's where my opinions come from. I've just been infected by my dad's opinion. Um, I mean, the only hate I get from this show is multiple people complaining that the last episode was too long. And I think we've made one equal. I only like two people. Um, um, Got some pretty good downloads. You know what, you sheeple? Yep, and I'm pretty sure we followed that up with an equally long episode. Um, much like uh, our first episode about Toy Story was longer than the movie Toy Story, I think our episode about Toy Story 2 might be longer than the movie Toy Story 2. Mm, that was 140, so the movie is 145. No, it's not, it's 130. No, it's not. I'm, I'm literally looking at it right there, 92 minutes and 25 seconds. Take out the credits after the blooper reel, right, and it's about let's, 90 let's, minutes. Let's go, okay, let's go. Let, you know, let's, uh, so let's, you know, hands back, so... Oh, where can people follow us, Jamie? You can follow us at Hanks Fang Pod and at Jamie P. Lockson and at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. We didn't have any Fritz Thoughts this week, but Fritz Thoughts is our favourite section on this show. Sorry, what I meant? I meant Fritz Thoughts is our favourite uh, section on this show. If you listen to this show, you are our friend. If you send in a thought, uh, anything you want to say on the show or anything you want to say about a movie coming up, then it will make it on Friends Thoughts. Um, little pig behind the curtain and for reasons you'll find out in a few weeks time um we're actually kind of recording these ahead of time now so if you listen to this and you think oh i'll send them in a thought about green mile um which is the next episode which is going to be coming out we've probably already recorded it unfortunately so if you want to get on this show uh, for friends thoughts firstly um message about a film like three weeks down the road uh, and secondly or just send like an evergreen thought if people aren't if you're not from Think the industry about slagging us off all right we love yes. the ones where we get taken down person by yes. person uh now uh if you're not from the the podcasting industry like us uh, oh. evergreen uh, is an episode that has no reference to any specific date oh, or event um it's exactly the opposite of what this podcast is. Um, so yeah, send us in. How's Brexit going, Jamie? Oh, fucking awfully. Oh, God.
I'm so depressed. Elections in a month. There we go. Dating it. That's right. Oh. Now here's what I want you to do. It's a three-step plan. One, you steal someone's phone. Dad, don't steal it. No, make sure you know the person too. Two, download every single episode of this podcast. If they don't have space, just delete everything else they have and leave them a note saying, listen to this and you'll get it back. Three, and this is very important because friend of the show, Evie, had her phone stolen. No, was friend that? of the phone, show Lucy had her phone Evie, stolen. Evie, give Lucy your phone, <laughs> damn it. Uh, you're going to give it back to them, okay? Yes, uh, yeah. Lucy, give it Lucy's back to theft, them. The person who stole Lucy's phone. Sorry, Lucy. And we know it automatically is downloading the podcast, yeah. so it may well be on there right now, and they might be listening to this. Give her back her phone, you prick. Lucy, all I'm saying is we know who stole your phone. It's the CIA who sounds to John F. Kennedy. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks for making me remember that's how this podcast started. Oh, God. So, with that, um, from me, Jamie, and my co-host, slightly skinnier boy, <laughs> Slightly? Son of a bitch. That's one more ep in the bank. Hank's back. Hey guys, uh, Jamie here in the edit room. Uh, I promised I would throw our failed attempt at initially starting this podcast in at the end. Uh, so here it is. It's uh, about five minutes long. It makes very little sense as Al's plumber came in and interrupted us and made us very self-conscious and not really sure what to do. So you'll see why we didn't want to exactly include it at the top of the episode. Uh, but just in case you wanted to hear us make absolute tits of ourselves, uh, here it is. Somewhere in that pad of stuffing is a podcast that taught me that life is only worth living if you're being loved by a kid. And I traveled all this way to rescue that podcast because I still believe in it. Is that a quote from Toy Story 2? Yeah, it is. Cool. Um, now, on a scale of 1 to 10, Alexander, yeah. how embarrassed do you feel screaming that while there's a plumber upstairs? <laughs> Coming down the stairs. Serious. <laughs> What do we do, Al? What about me? Alyssa once risked her life to save me. I can call myself her friend if I weren't willing to do the same. So who's with me, Jamie? Which was that also a quote from Toy Story 2? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the tap's just gone. I don't know if we're keeping this. Jamie, you haven't found your hat yet, have you? No? And Abby's leaving for cowboy camp any minute, and I can't find anyone. <laughs> You're meant to say, don't worry, Al. In just a few hours, you'll be sitting around the campfire with Andy making delicious hot schmoes. They're called schmoes, Buzz! Right, right, of course. Okay, genuinely, Al, what are we doing? Are we keeping all of that? What are we doing here, Jamie? That's right! Oh, no. We can't, we can't. we? What are we doing here, Jamie? Okay, wait, are you still recording? Yeah! Oh, God. No, you're not! Yeah, I am! I'm just being very slowly. Okay, it's still recording. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna... Okay. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Have we ever gone this far into an episode? We did once. We did once. Here's what I'm gonna do, Al. Yeah. Is we're gonna carry on recording. (laughs) 
When I come to edit this, <laughs> I'm going to have a listen to that beginning bit and just see if it makes any sense at all. And if it does, well then, hey, dear listeners, what you just listened to was genuinely a plumber come downstairs in the middle of our record and us just trying to figure out what to do. I was already making fun of Al of how embarrassed he felt having to do that. And then I summoned the plumber. I summoned him with my words. But if I decide to cut it out, then it will be our first uh, episode in a while. Well, we don't have a little cold open, and we'll go straight to... Hello, and welcome to Hank's Fake, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Lockson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al Gillespie. You are a podcast! You did that one last time! You did that one in the Toy Story 1 episode! I am a podcast! <laughs> that's not even... That's... In fact, none I of the words from podcasts the aren't living without podcasts. That's right. If you're not being loved by a podcast, you're not living. That's not it. Okay, so we are off to a wild start. Um, depending on whether I've cut out the beginning or not, you have either listened to us um, <laughs> break down, <laughs> break down while a plumber comes down the stairs, or. You just opened up on us in a normal, completely normal opening and have no clue why the hell we're in such a weird mood. Uh, well, it's because there's a plumber upstairs. Um, the, the, the water isn't currently working. It's working um, now, which it wasn't a second ago. I got this beer. Yeah, so now you have a beer instead of water. I wanted water, but we haven't started. And I'm, I'm a professional, sure. of course. So I'm not going to stop and you, get up from the uh, podcast. You've never taken a shit show in the podcast. <laughs> no, I have Wink, not. wink. <laughs> Al, we've got a lot of new listeners, and they don't know that that's a thing that you mentioned ten episodes ago. Hey, all I'm saying is last week we took a pause in recording to get listed on sets. You definitely took a shit. I did not. This is lies and slander, and I will not... Al, I feel I, like we have to restart. No, no we're doubling down. How's your week, Jamie? Oh, let's fine. Restart, let's restart, yeah. let's 